Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of those people, if you're one of those people, thank you so much for coming back. But for everyone out there who's new to the show, welcome. Feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda or just water because it's Sunday in the fridge. Cheers. 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 If you want to get out that huge ass jug you have on you. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like a one time <laughs> fill it up thing and then ready to go. Not a bad idea. I have found myself uh, becoming a fan of these small bottles. Yeah. I'm really bad at like abandoning bottles of right. water. Yeah. So I just drink less. You know, I get have less. And I don't feel like I'm wasting so much. Yeah. Even though most of the time, if bottles are laying around, we usually just like dump it in a plant. Oh, nice. So yeah. we, we do our best. Circle of life. Yes. So I'm sitting here today with the one and only Paul Haggerty. Make some noise for the internet, my friend. Hey. Hey, everybody. Thanks. Appreciate it. Oh, guys. Man, what a warm welcome. So you are an artist. I'm going to pop right over to here. Let's not yeah. cut to the... Let's skip the bullshit. Okay. You're an artist. You're right. a talented like, individual doing really that. cool graphic design. Thank you. I thank you for being on the show. Yeah, I want to talk you. about the world of freelance art, the world of creating, and the world of being an adult, trying to do all of this chaos and chase these dreams and live this life in the midst of you know everything that's going on right. that may be holding us down. <laughs> So, for those of you that aren't familiar with Paul Haggerty or his work, I implore you to go over to Instagram.com or just at Paul Haggerty. You can see it right here. I'll highlight it for those watching. If you are listening to this podcast, if this is a, you know, an audio only thing for you, please pop over to YouTube and check us out so you could see our lovely faces. But, you know, whatever. It's Paul underscore Haggerty. H-A-G-G-E-R-T-Y. So... Let's talk about this shit. What okay. is going on? Uh, yeah. So it's just kind of... So I've been using Instagram as a way to get ideas out pretty much. So, um, you know, instead of waiting for uh, a project to, to come along, um, you know, I have... There's just always ideas going on in the mind. So it's it's a really good way just to put it out there. And if other people respond to it, cool. Uh, yeah, it's just a way to share ideas with the world. And I, I like to put some, um, put some client work on there too. So people get an idea of, of what I am capable of and, and just like the vibe of my work and yeah. Yeah. There's a, I really, really like, you know, everything is very stylized and nostalgic, but feels very modern and just feels very like you. I like how you're very, um, a lot of times you'll see like a a graphic designer's portfolio of work and it's mm-hmm. kind of like a hodgepodge of things where it's kind of like tailored to individual clients needs where it's like, you know, I just want to work no matter what I'm doing. Fuck my style. Right. But I feel like you're very much like this is my style. <laughs> maybe you do things for clients that aren't posted that maybe are a little outside of this sort of realm. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Money's money. Yeah. But uh, I like how just... uh unapologetically you a lot of everything that i've seen so far of you is yeah, so that's great good well, job thanks well uh, <laughs> what's funny is i don't i don't feel like it i 
I feel like it's the hodgepodge in my mind for whatever reason. So it's it's uh refreshing to hear. Well, I listen, you're an artist. You're not allowed to be happy with yourself. Yeah. Okay. Never. It's not. That's <laughs> one of the rules. You just have to deal with crippling self doubt. Yeah. Perpetually. Yeah. So, when did you get started with doing anything creative at all? Whether it was art or maybe music or tap dancing i don't know i have no idea about <laughs> yeah, you okay. tell me where did it start okay so it all starts back with kevin kath my my mom and dad uh they my dad had a 80s metal band when i was growing up so i was always around music and creativity and uh my mom was kind of like their manager and <laughs> they rad. made their own merch uh my dad my dad's the one who drew their logo um what was the band their name was sanction nice and uh they were they were uh they were a christian metal band so they had that you know that was that was going on at the time that was a big thing back then yeah yeah Yeah. so um you know they wanted uh they wanted the opportunity to be able to have that cool party lifestyle without the bad stuff because they had kids so it was kind of nice to be around it but not be around any of the i guess the wildness of it even though i was up at midnight at clubs and driving around the city to different gigs and um and they had a they had a school bus for their tour bus i remember they went down to uh kentucky for uh for some shows so you know it was i was always around that kind of stuff so i i think that being around that um that free spirited kind of just just be creative kind of like childlike uh creativity is just you know I guess how could it not impact me? So, um, so yeah, I just, uh, I just was always, always interested in doing something creative. Um, originally, I I was super into movies as well. So like the classics, like you know, the Big Trouble in Little China, Aliens, Predator, all those like Stan Winston films. Yeah. I, I really wanted to go to school for makeup effects until I realized. I'm going to have to move to California and it's, you know, it's a really unknown, super competitive field, um, like hyper specific. And I was like, maybe I just, maybe this is cool. Maybe I don't need to really do this for a living. So, um, so there was a day in high school where we got to do like a shadow day to shadow, a a, a profession. And I went down to Bruner downtown. They're like a big ad yeah. agency. And, uh, and they were, you know, they were, they had me like, dabble in some of the things they were working on and i was like this this is so cool like it just that creative environment i i wanted to to just be around that so um so i went to school for graphic design uh i i originally was more focused in branding and logos and 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 things like that and that's what got me into the graphic design world and since then i've just been kind of like exploring other artists and as as my skills improve like maybe i could try a poster in this style maybe i could try some t-shirts or buttons or stickers and it's just kind of like um it's just been like a playful explorative is that a word yeah explorative? absolutely Ex- exploration of fun i believe design. that if one person says something and another person understands what they're saying it's a word yeah i believe that too it's a good it's a good role <laughs> so you know going back to your your page here just you know one scroll through everything that you're talking about 
and all of your inspiration and stuff and where you came from, it all makes sense because you see tidbits of things that look very cinematic and like 80s movies like yeah, this yeah. I'm circling here mm-hmm. or this, you know, all that stuff looks like this looks like a David Cronenberg poster here. It's like a video drum <laughs> alternate poster. Yeah. Like or, <laughs> yeah. you know, going down, I remember I saw like some Metallica stuff. So, right. you know, you have like that 80s inspired thing and everything's really heavy on the branding and logos. Very simple. So like everything that you're talking about, like I could see in your work immediately. Nice. So, you know, I'm really curious now you know all of these years later i have no idea how old you are we'll say hey we're both 21 years old we're both you know very young and fertile men yes uh you know how long of a journey has it been for you now like since that day at bruner to now um i'm trying to think when was that's it's probably been like 15 years or so so um and I, uh, you know, I've had some experience in, in the corporate world. Uh, I did that for, for like 10 years almost. Um, I still have, so I have like a corporate graphic design day job where I design graphic t-shirts like primarily and some, some other things. But, um, I, I thankfully have enough free time to explore the things that aren't necessarily sure. for that type of person. So that's that's mainly what all of this stuff is is all the fun things that i wish i could be working on i understand so is that maybe play a bit into the role of like you not having like an official like website that's like my own because it's like well i already have a fucking job and i'm already doing this and like this is kind of like the fun stuff yeah and maybe there's even a part of you that doesn't like want it you don't need it to be but maybe you also don't want it to kind of like overtake your life because i imagine you know there's a thing where you know, I imagine this is your passion. I yeah. think you're very passionate about it. Yeah. And already now you're balancing that line of like your passion being like your income and like your day to day keep keep the roof over the head type yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. And it could be hard when like that you have to do the thing you love to like keep your responsibilities in check. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whenever, you know, at some point in time, did that ever like hit you in a funny way? Like, did you ever think about like, oh shit, like. I'm doing what I want to do. Like I'm making it, but like, fuck, like now it's hard for me to do things for myself. And maybe did that inspire like creating the Instagram and doing things like that? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Like it's weird to think that my creativity, like it's, I don't know why it's hard to realize sometimes like I am designing for a living, like even though, you know, a big chunk of it might not necessarily be like things that I would, choose to do but i mean you know who who gets to you know there's there's like this small few i guess that get yeah to, to do that so um so yeah it's 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 a weird thing and i imagine too because like i'm in a similar position as you where like you know i do a lot of graphic design in my day job too and i'm doing things that like i don't really give a fuck about <laughs> by any means yeah but like it's nice having that buffer between me and the client Mm-hmm. versus like today whenever you first got here like i still do stuff on the side sure and it sucks whenever you have you know a side job because like i'm more responsible for it and like there's like this this connection that is like kind of broken where like i have to deal with more bullshit mm-hmm. versus right. like if it's you know work stuff it's like you know that gets filtered through and then i'm just kind of told what to do at right. the end of it right yeah. does that make sense yeah totally and uh you know 
but I also like miss like I I guess I kind of like romanticize the idea of being like working for myself 110%. But even if you are a freelance artist, you really don't work for yourself. Sure. You work for the client. Right. Yeah. You just have like, you've gone from having maybe one boss at a corporate gig to having like a couple dozen bosses (laughs) that are like, Where's really, really shitty to deal with. Yeah. And like, you know, don't pay you on time and all of these, right. you know, <laughs> all these like really silly things. It becomes really, really hard. Like, yeah. all the power in the world to people that are able to like sustain like a 100% freelance sort of things. It's really, really rough. Yeah. Did you try to take that route at all? Or did you like immediately feel like, well, I want to get into like a more corporate stable thing? I think, I don't know. I'm just kind of going with, with, uh, what has come to me, I mm. guess it's uh, um, this last job they found me and it wasn't an ideal thing until they were like, well, maybe you could, what if we let you work from home? Would you be cool with that? And I was like, heck yeah, I would love to do that. So, um, so that kind of happened. And then, um, and then all my freelance stuff is kind of just like word of mouth, like the Tim Vitulo things. I, I actually worked with his uh, girlfriend at my last job and that's how we got connected and then, um, and then I, I've also been doing a lot of work for work workshop Pittsburgh. Yeah. And, uh, it was another thing where I think they just came across my Instagram somehow and they're like, Hey, you do stuff that we also really enjoy. So maybe you could work on some things for us. So it's been cool to have, um, to have like the main thing and then have these like extra fun gigs come along that are like w- one of those, like hell yes or no way kind of jobs like a lot of it seems like a a lot of takeaways i hear from other creatives like on podcasts or books or whatever is like just do things that you would absolutely love to do or not you know so Uh so it's been fun to get these jobs that are like this sounds so fun like i'm definitely gonna do this so you know yeah it's it's fun to have that freedom i'm super grateful for that yeah i think that you seem to be somebody that appreciates the the simplicity in life. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't overcomplicate things, which is rare in an artist. <laughs> Trying not to, <laughs> and maybe maybe that comes from you know again that artistic upbringing mm-hmm. in your family. It seemed like they were reasonably responsible people, mm-hmm. which is nice to be around. Right. I find that like you know you're probably definitely a, a diamond in the rough of coming from you know creative like a creative background of people that were into alternative shit right. which is like the cool stuff yeah but like without any of the stuff that could like you know fuck you up right. for the rest of your <laughs> exactly. life yeah yeah it was uh, kind of best you know, of both i've been like having this really weird like i'm 35 so this isn't like a midlife crisis but we'll call it like a pre-midlife crisis Qu- yeah quarter life quarter life crisis yeah. cool where i <laughs> you know i'm starting to realize that like all of these things that I love, the things that I'm really passionate about, uh, you know, like, like, you know, like old cartoons and heavy metal and punk music and anime and, you know, comic books and like all this stuff. These are all like unapologetically adolescent things. Right. And it's really hard trying to gripple gripple. That's not a word, but you know what I want? That's exactly. another one of those words. Yeah. Uh, trying to grapple with. Okay. Like, I understand like I am an adult and I'm trying to be more cautious with my finances and doing all of these things. You know, it's like, you know, I go from like, you know, 
finding out what movies I want to watch on Shutter to like you know checking stocks, right? And I'm like you know <laughs> yeah. back and forth like you know, it's like these are the two things in my life, and the issue is like there's so much like immaturity and bullshit like in the realm especially with like playing in underground music and being in metal bands and like right. you know how long am i gonna be around you know in rooms full of teenagers and 20 somethings yelling about things they're angry about when yeah. i'm fine yeah like how do yeah. i find a way to like keep doing this because i love it but also like maintain myself like as an adult and right. don't like slip into the cracks of like this you know sex drugs rock and roll <laughs> lifestyle yeah. that's always like tapping on my shoulder like hey buddy well yeah and it's like the the ones that like the rock stars that have made it i don't know if it's just a genetic thing or what but like you, you like see someone like slash or or one of them and it's like i don't know how you're still alive but um you know somehow you made Dude, it through <laughs> we were just talking about this yesterday uh, me and my dad and my girlfriend were hanging out and we were talking about uh ronnie james dio and ozzy and we we're like how is ozzy still alive yeah i don't i don't i, I honestly think it's like <laughs> it's like a combo of like like genetics and talent and somehow they just yeah all, they they had all because you know there's been a there's been a ton that haven't made it somehow uh so yeah it's just i don't know you just have to i guess just they're kind of like a they're kind of like a monument or a, or a, you know a, a wonder of the world that you should just kind of like wow that is that's crazy they made it but it's not going to be like that for everybody yeah you know? yeah yeah it is it's really really i don't know i i don't understand how <laughs> yeah. life works yeah you know i i mean i mean i'm not much of like a i've never been much of a religious person i'm not necessarily like a an anti-religious person by any means i'm just kind of like in the middle like right. okay like people have their beliefs and i think that that's great because mm -hmm. you know i think and you know faith and morals and gives people things to do and community and all that all that great stuff i think right. that's beautiful but if there's anything that would ever make me believe in a higher power mm -hmm. for sure it's probably the fact that people like ozzy and keith richards are still <laughs> <Yeah>. alive <laughs> like, yeah like there, there, there's greater forces at work <laughs> we're gonna keep you around to keep <laughs> keep the people entertained yeah totally <laughs> so you know outside of the artwork and all of the creative things like who is paul Haggerty outside of art um so i'm also a dad nice and a huzz so <laughs> so cool. i have i have a six-year-old daughter and uh my wife is is uh also an artist she's um man like i don't think there's i don't think there's anything that she hasn't been able to do uh, like expertly like i i don't know i don't know what the like what the talent is there like i feel like i'm i'm like pretty good at at what i do but she like she paints she does jewelry she uh does like sculpts she it, i don't know it's just she's just like like we're currently like working on our house right now which is it's been we've been using the time at home to get all these projects that we want done yeah so we got a house like two years ago so we've been like slowly renovating it and just like the like vision she has for the interior stuff thankfully we have like very similar styles when it comes to that so we like groove really well with that but um but yeah, it's just day to day, that kind of thing, and and trying to raise a kid and figuring all that out because that is like, I I don't know why I feel like growing up instead of telling kids just you know don't mess around they should just make you have a kid for a, a week or two and then <laughs> there'd be far less children I'm sure sure <laughs> there, there's is, there's plenty of those things yeah I think that you know like uh 
everybody should be, you know, held responsible with a kid. They should be held responsible with pets. They should be held responsible with, you know, an unbelievable amount of debt that they somehow need to take care of. Like some sort of like, that's what school should be like in some ways. Like here's life actually. Yeah. Like (laughs) working in the service industry, like all of these things that like, you know, you don't have to do It's, I think that any decent human being can empathize with somebody working in the service industry, especially these days. Oh yeah. But there are still those people out there that just don't fucking get it. And it's like, God, like how disconnected can you be? Right. But okay. So, you have a child, you're a hus, mm-hmm. homeowner. Yeah. Yeah. Lots Did you see yourself being this version of Paul 20 years ago? I, I don't think so. I mean, I. What I was could. teenage Paul like? <laughs> um, <laughs> man, just probably, I guess, just typical weird boy, you know, like just hanging out with my friends, doing weird stuff, uh, making, making videos. Um, I don't know. Just did, recording, you know, recording did, things. Did you fun. manage to keep like the, like the, I can't think of a better word other than like wholesome upbringing. <laughs> but like the wholesome upbringing, did that stay through, or did you have like a rebellious teenage phase getting um, into trouble? I don't. I mean, I so, I mean, not too much. I mean, it yeah. was like it was. It, so there was. So there's a funny thing. Um, in school, uh probably like my most rebellious thing. I think the my biggest problem was was like my mouth. So like <laughs> okay. I never could I could never be quiet and I could never stop joking around. That yeah. was like which I still like I don't I don't necessarily want to lose it cuz I feel like it's just part of who I am if I can like rein it in at the appropriate times maybe. But um yeah, that was my biggest thing was just like I I always was like it was like that. I don't know why, like that authority thing. Just like um, I always wanted to just mess with it, and I and it. It's probably like the creative aspect of of my personality. Like, like you got to push boundaries as a creative in some way. You can't. Sure. You can't be afraid to try something if you want to try it. So, like as a kid, it was yeah. I just I joked around way too much, and it was it was mainly just like, all right, you're gonna have to leave class now because we can't have you making the class laugh about whatever the teacher like teacher can't even freaking teach Mm -hmm. which i feel real bad about now because my wife is a teacher and i'm like i'm i probably i probably could have taken it a little easier on some on some teachers i mean you you can you only know so much you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so but uh but yeah just running around with the friends and um and so my, I was going to say my most rebellious thing in school, me and my friend Pat, who actually is the one who turned me on to your whole thing. He had, he had a, uh, he had a pack of your, you had like made cards or something. Like yeah. These, yeah. And I was like, he was like, you got to check this guy out. He's, he does everything. It's awesome. And we were just like, you know, enthralled by all the cool things oh, that you super do. Cool. So that's how I originally found out about this whole thing. So this is like so cool to be able to be here now. Nice. Um, but uh, so we had this plan to um, to hold a carton of milk in our locker till till it got really nasty. <laughs> so we I don't know it was it was during like those state tests like we got you got free breakfast and stuff. So we took this milk and we left it in in a lock in a locker because we had we shared lockers, but the one next to us was open for some reason. So we're like we'll just put it in there, and once it's like real stinky, we'll like we'll do something with it. So, um, 
So we could start to smell it through the door and we're like, all right, I think it's ready now. Like, <laughs> so the plan was it, it, like before the uh, first bell rang, the, the, the main hall always was like super crowded with kids. So, um, the plan was to, to open it and just set it in that, in the hall. And we figured like well, someone would probably just kick it over eventually. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so I set it in the hall. And I went out and there was like a courtyard. And by the time I came back around, it was like there were kids running everywhere. Kids were puking because the smell was so bad. Oh, like no. it was like mayhem <laughs> all from this old stinky milk. And uh, my sister, who was like two grades below me, she was like on the other side of the building and she said she could smell it up there. <laughs> it, like we had no idea how bad it was going to be. And then uh, and then other kids started like holding milk to try to oh, try no. it and, it's, and then it wound up being this like whole thing where teachers were having to crack down on kids storing milk in their lockers to make it stinky <laughs> so I, I guess that would be uh that'd be like my bo- most rebellious thing in my teen years that was you know it was it was, it was harmless it was you know, performance no, got her yeah yeah that's right yes yeah, that's, yes that's so consider it you had briefly said something about making videos oh, in high yeah, school. So yeah. you were you had mentioned like film and mm-hmm. special effects. Was that like stuff that you were fucking with in high school yeah. or trying to? Yeah. So we had so I have another funny story in video class. Um so we had a videography class, which was fun and uh and we were able to just kind of do whatever we wanted. And it and this is like VHS tape days where you had to put it in a machine and like physically edit it. Like yeah. it was it was crazy. Um, and, and you had to, you had like a machine to add the titles and you could add music. You had to plug in like a CD or whatever. So, um, so yeah, that was me and my, my buddy Chuck, who we still like, we still talk almost every day. He's, he's like a film wizard. He knows about, he could name like any director, actor, like off the top of his head. He's just like super film guy. So we always were making films and videos and little projects and, um, I had this idea to make a remember those Mentos commercials that were always like super cheesy. Yeah. I was like teens. They like broke into a, a pool and the managers get out of here and they're like, Oh, we're just eat, We're just enjoying Mentos. And it was like, Oh, okay, cool. Like that, that was always the vibe I got it was like, you can break the law, but if you have some Mentos, it's like, Oh, you're just, you're just joking around. This yeah. So, so my idea was to, uh, splice, the kill scenes from predator into a video of me getting chased by the predator. And the, the idea was at the end I was, you know, I asked the predator like, why are you doing all this? And, and the idea was he was, he was just eating Mentos. Like, okay. He's just joking around. But (laughs) what I didn't realize is putting these R rated scenes into a, a high school (laughs) Kids <laughs> video project probably wasn't the best idea and and uh my teacher came in like after i had turned in the project and he was like um there is a like ex- like hard rule of zero tolerance on violence now from here on out for video pro- like you can't even make a a handgun sign like you gotta be like these projects have got to oh, be clean man. yeah so you know I, I shot for the stars with that one and you know I still have it. I still have my project tape somewhere at home with all my little projects on it. But yeah, it just turned into kind of like messing around, like messing with the teacher at, towards the end of it. Like um, I remember I had a project due the night before 
And so I just, uh, I had the camera in my room. I was like, what am I going to do with this? So I, I tried to make this video. I was like, how could I make this the most confusing, weird video possible? Cause like growing up on Ren and Stimpy and that kind of like insanity as a kid, I was like, how can I make something like that? So I'll, it was a it was a video of the camera coming up and waking me up at night, and I I wrestled with it and and uh, not none of it made any sense. I was just trying to make it make as least sense as possible yeah. and turn that in. And um, I don't know that that's kind of like that's kind of how, how I I treated the the projects and stuff. I just had as much fun with it as I could. So it seemed like a lot of your, you know, maybe your video stuff that you were doing in high school, like it, it, you had like maybe like a friend or a couple friends that you were doing a lot of the video stuff with mm-hmm. like that crew. Yeah. And I know you mentioned that you still talk with one of those people, but like the post high school thing, was there like a separation? Did people go to like different schools or move around? And did like maybe that separation kind of like start the break of like doing the video stuff and maybe... Does that make does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, I, I feel like I had something similar, honestly. Yeah, it was like um, you know, like I had some, like friends either that were in bands and they kind of like went that route. I had some friends that kind of like start like started their own businesses or tried to do that. Um, so yeah, like college was so I, I like was trying to figure out what to do in college, and thankfully, like CCAC was cheap enough to to get like the core stuff done until I could kind of figure it out because I still didn't know like it's it's weird it seems like only now are people discovering that uh like a digital creative job is kind of like something you can have a career in because when I started in like in high school people didn't even like the guidance counselors they didn't even know what that was like like we had a computer art class but um it was real you know basic stuff so um so it was kind of like a journey to really figure that out and I, I finally settled on um edinburgh university up in erie um my wife we went together she she got her teaching degree there because it's a really good school for for uh teaching and and their graphic design program was was pretty good for like the price too because i didn't want to go to like a you know scad or something and have this like insane debt that, that i have to pay for the for the rest of my life so um so yeah, just like I got to focus on that more and um and all the other stuff was kind of just like I didn't have time for the fun stuff because it was like school and work to yeah. kind of like be able to eat at the time. Totally. <laughs> so Yeah, it's it seems so wild that you know the time the timing that you start college is so inconvenient because yeah. it's like the most like confusing two or three years. It's right. Like, it's like, you know, you lose a lot of people lose their entire friend groups right get they're moving out of their home they're going into different cities and like everything that they thought that they knew about life right is thrown out the window <laughs> yeah like that summer like that let you know that senior yeah. year summer everything changes and you're like you're still you're still very much a kid like yeah. if you if you if you meet an 18 year old now you're like why did i think i was an adult like that's like a a kid that can drive like that's about it you know sure <laughs> Sure. I always think about like, you know, some of the, the, the dumb shit that I did when I was like, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old. And now I'll think about like, oh, those are just kids. They're not doing anything. But right. then I'm like, wait, no, I was 
an asshole yeah. when I was that age. And I was, <laughs> right. and it's not even like, a, like, yeah, you're a kid, but also like I knew goddamn well what I was doing right. too. Like, right. you know, it's not like, oh, like I'm just a dumb kid. Yeah, it's like, like no. what's this going to do? Like, yeah. you, you know what's going to Yeah, happen. I know very well what, what I'm doing. I'm yeah. just, you know, you're kind of like, you feel, uh, you almost feel like uh, invincible. Right. Yeah. To, to a certain point at You've, that time. Yeah. You have no, uh, at least like it's, it, it's hard to have any idea of like what I do now is going to matter in sure. a year or a few years. You're just in, which is kind of, that's, it's been kind of awesome to have a kid around because a kid, like a kid is so just in the now it's almost like refreshing because they they don't care about the future. You know, even in a few hours, all they're concerned about is like this very present moment, which is something that unfortunately like dissolves a, a lot of times as you get older. And it's and especially with a creative job, like you can't. I I don't think you can do it without having that like present creative kind of like mindset. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've I've had like uh you know a lot of issues with that worrying about the future and just like living in the moment. Yeah. I find that it's really easy to worry so much about the future that you forget to even live in the moment. Right. And you forget to appreciate what's happening while it's happening. Like right. Countless live shows that we've played where I'm like stressing about uh, you know, getting there on time, getting everything set up, getting our stuff. Cause we have like a really over the top live performance. Okay. And like, you know, projectors, lights, costume changes, dumb shit. But nice. it's a lot to man- manage. And yeah. it's fun when it works. But I'm thinking about everything up to we start playing, making mm-hmm. sure it works. And then as, as soon as we're done, it's like, oh, we got to get everything off stage. I got to do this and that. And then, and then I get home mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't remember playing that set. Right. (laughs) Like, I think it went well, but like, I was so caught up, like worried about everything before and after that it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, it was a podcast I was listening to or or one of those things. Um, but they were talking about how right now is the only thing that's actually real, you know, like, like you, you have, it's good to, it's good to plan ahead for things and it's good to remember, you know, to not make future mistakes, but like all we, the only thing that we actually know that's happening is right. Like as it's happening, you know, and it's, and it can be, it can be really comforting, especially now with all the weirdness of everything Mm -hmm. right now. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing too, like just, um, another thought that I I had this earlier today and it kind of has something to do with what we're talking about. Maybe not, But either way, it's relevant. It's Mm -hmm. about like art and working on pieces. And maybe you've dealt with this where, you know, so like now I've put myself into a position where like I have a lot of time to work on projects and, you know, like more time than I've ever had. Mm -hmm. But now instead of like giving myself more time for myself, I'm putting more time into the same projects. And I think I'm starting to like overwork the dough. Yeah. In a way. totally. Where like I think I'm thinking too much and i'm getting too lost in things that don't matter and like i was working on like uh a, an album jacket design for mm-hmm. my band we finished our album cool. and i'm like you know do i need to tighten up these lines in illustrator do i you know and like i'm just like all of these things where like two hours later i like 
compare what I had to what I started with. I'm like, this looks like shit. I just <laughs> yeah. spent two hours yeah. making this look worse. Right. It was fine a week ago. Yeah. Just stop it. Right. <laughs> you know, I could have spent that two hours like watching a movie with my girlfriend yeah. or just, you know, anything else, anything not art related. Like it's okay to have free time and not throw it at like art. Right. That's, I think like the beginning of this pandemic, I think that's what happened to me is I, was the same thing. Like I was like, Oh, I have all this time to work on stuff. So I just, I think I just overworked my brain to the point where I was like, I was seriously like just totally stressed, like anxiety, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I was like, I'm not having fun anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, even though I really enjoy art, I'm not just like, like having fun without any sort of, I don't know, like any other benefit than just fun, you know, yeah. like, like it shouldn't be, it shouldn't feel like a waste of time. Cause it's, you, you gotta have that. You gotta have the, like you said, just like watch a movie or I don't know, just enjoy other things other than like trying to stress over like the details of where, like how far over a, a letter should be or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> don't get me started. It's Dude. It's so funny because like, I try to think about, when i like felt the most productive and the happiest like when mm-hmm. was that time because that's what i want like right. that's what I, and it's like that would have been 10 years ago when like my full-time job was working in this warehouse just selling printer supplies right so like yeah. 40 hours of my week like i couldn't dedicate to anything right but like i went home and i would work on stuff for a few hours a night i didn't like overthink it and mm-hmm. i was just okay like i didn't even have the time or the luxury to overthink it so i just yeah. kind of like do things i live in that moment that right. we're talking about exactly it gets done and it's not like the music that i share with people people are like oh it sounds like you could have worked another three days on that yeah you know have no idea like, cool yeah yeah i always I, I try to uh like me and my wife since you know we're both creative we 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 talk about these things and something that like always resonates with us is not not taking not being too precious about anything okay so it's like you know it's good to you know put that time and energy into a project like you want to you want to give it your best but also it shouldn't feel it shouldn't feel like so precious that it's like oh it's if this if something happens to this uh, i can't you know like there there was a, a really cool interview with with tom york of radiohead and he was talking about making that um the uh, Suspiria album yeah. uh, music and uh, and someone like that at that like alien level creativity. I don't know what that is, but uh, his thing was like, I, I'm always ready to throw it away. Like if, if I get to a point where I'm just like, this is just not where I want it. I just throw it away and start over. And I, it was like, it was so cool to hear someone like that talk about that. So I try to remember that when I'm making things like, you know if you gotta if you gotta scrap it whatever like who cares you know like that that's why i've always been into that kind of like it's more like the mentality of the rock and roll lifestyle rather than like like you said like the the drugs and all the other crazy stuff that happens with it because there is a cool there's like a cool like whateverness about it that they have and i feel like that's like when you're in that mindset that's usually when you create the best stuff when you're just like whatever it's yeah, I'm just I'm just playing. I I don't you know I care I care enough about it, but it's not like if it goes away, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I think that there's that 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 you have to be willing to uh 
you know, shake hands with failure. Yeah. Exactly. And just be friends with it. Yeah. Like it's just understand that it's part of the process. Yeah. Like if you think that every single thing that you're doing should be perfect. <laughs> yeah. Then you, you have another problem right. outside of not yeah. being able to be creative. Yeah. Cause all of the best things that I've done have been the things that I don't really think about it right. until like, I'm like, oh shit, like I just wrote this song or oh shit, like this picture turned out really cool that I drew. Yeah. Like, anything that I'm struggling over mm-hmm. never turns out good. Right. Even if the end result is uh, appealing to maybe a listener or if it's a cool looking piece of art, mm-hmm. I'm never going to be happy with it because <laughs> like that my connection to it is like this tortured relationship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely been trying to like as like we've been going through this lockdown thing and and you know how the world is like just trying to like if i'm gonna work on something instead of like trying to write down every single idea i have and every everything i've been i've been trying more to like leave room for the fun and then if i have an idea just kind of like work it out real quick and see it like like i guess like not giving myself the green light until i know i have like the dedicated time to do an idea and kind of just like let the ideas flow in rather than trying to, uh, trying to make every single thing I think of, you know? So, um, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's a balance. It's all about the balance, you know? Yeah. I have this like, you know, never ending list of just random ideas that are, you know, things that I want to do someday for something, Mm -hmm. but I'll like, only I so I only look at that list one time a month. I have it on my Google Calendar. Okay, it's like check the list oh, right. just to see like oh like what was I thinking about? Like sometimes there may have been an idea that I had like months ago, mm-hmm. and I forget about it, but it's on the list. Yeah, and right. then and then I see it, and I'm like oh yeah, we were talking about making a music video. That would be a cool idea for a video. Mm-hmm. So it works. And then sometimes there will be things. It's just like you know like crooked walnut. I'm like, what the fuck was I even? Yeah, what is, right. What, what yeah. was that? Like, no, it felt what, so. Important. Like, I don't even remember what this was. Yeah, like, and then you just kind of delete that stuff out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I know. Or I, I like, I'll, I'll get these ideas. I'm like, oh, this is so good. Like, it's so, it like covers so many things. It's, it's deep and blah blah. blah. And then I'll, I'll give it a few days, and it sounds like tra- Like, what? Like what? Yeah, same thing. Like, <laughs> what were you even thinking? What was? What does that idea even mean? I don't think you even understand. You uh-huh. know. So not too precious yeah it's the it's the fun thing about the way that the brain works and and the creative mind i think Mm -hmm. yeah definitely like sometimes it's being it's just on too much i think that as much as i love the idea of being like i'm this creative person and i'm Mm -hmm. always thinking like i had somebody on the show recently and i asked them like how you know how do you deal with like you know taking breaks away taking time away from work and you know just taking time for yourself and they're like well you know like even when i'm like sleeping i'm like thinking of ideas in my sleep and i'm thinking of ideas when i'm laying down and like i just wanted to say go fuck yourself (laughs) like you know like dude it's (laughs) like i'm the same way like i get it but also like it's okay to be like boring right it's just well it's like i I fell into the same thing like like i had the time to think of all these things but it just it actually made me feel worse to to always it's almost like this this uh like i gave myself a fake all these non-existent deadlines that needed to be done and it's like why why stress yourself out you know like 
it, you don't have to you don't actually have to do any of it like you you know it's it's cool that you're able to like i'm thankful i'm able to to make things when i have an idea and have it actually look how i wanted it but at the same time it's like i don't i don't need any extra stress and because you know everybody is everyone's overwhelmed with with a million things so why give myself all these all these uh all this pressure when i don't actually need it you know yeah i think that there's the the i've over time i've learned that it's important to take breaks from the things that you love mm-hmm. whether they're big or small it could be friends family cheesecake <laughs> iron maiden records yeah whatever like totally. you can't engage with those things 24 7 right but i'm trying to engage with my creativity 24 7 yeah yeah i i love it and i that's probably the thing i love more than anything else right yeah but like why can i not be okay just taking the break from it i know it feels like you're uh, like Betraying you're cheating myself. yeah you're like cheating yourself out of uh like you've been given this thing you must produce all the time but it's like it's totally unrealistic like yeah you just gotta it's like the balance thing like like if if creativity and all all other things were on a scale like is it like is the creativity like because because other things have to go once the creativity goes you know like um you know i don't have the luxury i don't have the luxury to be in it a hundred percent all the time and it's I think it's kind of nice to have the other things going on to distract me a little bit so that when I do have that dedicated time, it's like it's it's uh, I guess it's more special to to have that time to put the creativity towards and then just cut it off. And then especially working from home, it's like when I was going into an office it was a very clear like start and stop time. Yeah. But now, but the thing I had to learn over this year, especially a year like this, um, I really had to just give my brain the, the start and stop times. Like at this time you begin and then after you really got to just turn it off. Yeah. Or it's going to feel like, yeah, it's just going to feel like a never ending, like deadline Mm -hmm. list in your head. Like it's just got, got too much yeah you know? i i've gotten to a point now that it's um i mean i have like specific days of the week that i do specific things and it's mm-hmm. the only way that i can really manage everything mm-hmm. playing in multiple bands work right. life girlfriend podcast all that shit yeah so it's just like i just have everything subdivided on those days and then also i try to be very like aware too when i sit down like oh you know it's noon now i right. know that you know Stacy gets home at this time or I know I have to do this at this time. Okay, so let me work until two on mm-hmm. this just because I have, you know, I have 10 things that I want to do right. in a four hour window. Mm-hmm. Let's prioritize and do some math yeah. and figure out yeah. how to make this work. Right. With you and, you know, the family stuff, mm-hmm. are you seeing any sort of like a, you know, creativity bubbling in the kid? Oh, yeah. She, so... She is never not drawing, which is awesome. Cool. And, and, you know, I like me and my wife talk about like, I, she's not going to realize till she's older, like what a cool environment she's in. Cause like even, even the environment I was in growing up that, you know, like the, like our house was just like a normal house. Like we had normal, you know, just everyday things, but like her room, like, 
we have a uh, we have like a mural like this rainbow mural painted in it we we the ceiling is like this purple with holographic glitter in it like you know like we're we're like trying to make make our space like as cool as possible like there's cool posters there's like artwork like both of us are are artists so um so yeah it's cool to see her interested in that stuff but i don't ever i don't ever suggest any of it because like the last thing i want for her to feel is you know you gotta be like we're artists you gotta be creative it's kind of just like i'm i'm just waiting to see like what she's into and then i'm just kind of like oh you like that here's more here's more stuff like that like here's a giant stack of paper and markers and She'll like she'll sit and watch shows and she'll just like draw the characters as she's watching them and we're like this is so cool like I don't think you realize how cool like mm-hmm. it is to see her like make all this stuff so yeah it'll be it'll be in- and she's always been um she's always been singing since she was little too like uh I don't know if it's just like a parent thing that I'm saying but like um like my kid always did this, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but she's always like, she's always like, like when she goes to bed, she just, she usually singing is just singing, making up songs till she falls asleep. So I don't know. Cause my, my dad's side of the family is, is super musical. Like he, he sang and played guitar in his band. His, his brother plays, uh, my uncle Gary plays like eight instruments and he's been in a band. Like everybody has some sort of like, my younger brother and sister they're super musically talented so um so we'll i don't know it'll be it'll be cool to kind of see which lanes she she goes down but and she's always had a really good taste in music too her first her first favorite song was bullet with butterfly wings by smashing pump nice so for her, <laughs> like this is like if i if i have like my proud dad moments it's that you have a killer like music taste already you know uh-huh. she loves like she, we made her a, a spotify playlist and it's like smashing pumpkins fleetwood mac bony Vare, radiohead like she she likes lana del rey she loves like like good stuff so yeah she'll be uh, I, I was always like jealous at, like i i grew up liking music and but i was always like i had those friends that were like seemed like they were just 10 years beyond like in high school i had friends that were into like king crimson and st- oh, you know sure, like sure. just like deep <laughs> stuff like yeah. progressive stuff and i was always like why am i not like i feel like i'm not like getting it i feel like they're just on like another level with it so i don't know it's like for me the proud dad thing will be like you're gonna have a cool you're gonna have cool taste in music and creative in some way so yeah it's been cool to nurture that side yeah, I think that, you know, so I was like disconnected from my dad for about a decade. Okay. And just recently we got back in touch with each other and we've been hanging out and stuff's been really cool. And me and my girlfriend actually spent, uh, you know, we, we visited him yesterday. Okay. And uh, he pulled out all of these boxes and he had like old drawings that I did when I was a kid and all this shit that he kept. That, oh, like, nice. It was like weird, vague memories in my head, but like actually seeing it all again, it was like really cool to like see and get all that stuff and like look at it again after like, it was like funny because like I'm going through all this shit and it's like, Oh, here's like, you know, a flyer for, a testament concert and here's like mortal combat trading cards and here's like you know a ninja turtle stuff and like it's like i haven't changed yeah, at all that's like awesome. you know it's like <laughs> the like 
the time capsule DNA. It's yeah. like there's like some like magical force, and it's like everything that goes into this box will become Brian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now like you know, opening it up again and seeing all that stuff, it was really cool. Nice. But uh, yeah, it was like it was really interesting because like I pretty much a complete opposite background like nobody in my family was creative by any means okay but also like nobody was like don't do that or don't do this everybody uh-huh. just kind of just let me be fucking weird right you know like oh brian's off doing weird shit again and <laughs> nice. kind of you know off of my bubble yeah it's nice to have have the freedom about that because it was weird like because my my parents were also like so religious with things i had like I was allowed to like things to a point, but then it was <laughs> okay. like, it was, it was always like, well, you have, you have five secular music CDs. You need to have also five Christian music CDs. So there was, <laughs> there sure, was always like sure. a, a, like a, a, I guess like checks and balances to things uh-huh. like that. But, but, um, but yeah, it was always like, it was, it was hard to like get, real deep into some of the things I wanted to because they were, you know, they were so freaked out about, you know, all those weird things sure. growing up, you know. You know, my mom was like such a poser. She would like <laughs> fucking, uh, I remember like she, my dad never cared about like what I listened to uh-huh. and my mom didn't either. She, she genuinely did it. Yeah. But I remember like one time we were at the mall with like my mom and her friend and her like her friend's kid it was like one of these things right mm-hmm. and like i begged my mom to like buy it was, i think it was like when skid row slave to the grind came out i was like mm-hmm. five or six years old yeah and i wanted that damn tape <laughs> yeah and my mom was gonna get it for me and then her friend was like hey i don't think you should get that because it has the parental advisory sticker on it yeah and then from that point like she never got me like she was always like you know wouldn't let me get you know parental advisory things right. like but only if like the people were around like right. nobody oh, right. was around like it didn't matter dude same like, and I was like I, what I, the fuck well it, dude i had the <laughs> same thing happen like my my uh you know my my parents were like real strict about the things they were strict about but then i remember finding uh appetite for destruction tape in my mom's stuff and i was like hey what's this like can i <laughs> <laughs> like what the <laughs> like like and i listened to it and and it was like yeah it's cool like it like my like my mom was was really into like Aerosmith and Guns N' Roses and that stuff. Yeah, and it was like it was like, and my dad was into Kiss like real heavy, and it was always like they were cool with it until I don't know, like I guess they like were like, well, maybe this isn't a good idea. But it was like, it was like too late. I was always I was already super into it, and then, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. They're just trying to figure it out, I guess. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like it's it's one of those things too where it's like, does it do? you know more da- damage may not be the right word but you know like let's say for example like the first song on appetite for destruction night train like that song's about heroin right right yeah like would you know that yeah as a kid? i don't think so at all i, have, I have no idea if, like you know if somebody if you're interacting with something that seems harmless mm-hmm. because like you're a child and you just don't understand it but then it's pulled away doesn't it make you like more curious like oh, oh yeah. what is bad about this right i think like i think any it seems like uh like i think like i remember the parental advisory thing happening and i think it just made kids want it more because it was like this yeah. is something you're not supposed to have it's kind of like that kids are like the most curious things ever because it's that's how they learn they have to be curious about stuff so it's like 
well, you can't see that thing. It's like, well, I, now I want to now sure. I really want to know everything yeah. about it. Yeah, things that people may not have had any interest in engaging with now they do because you've put that sticker on you yeah. know, 10,000 CDs and National Record Mart. Right. I don't think well, my wife had a had like a way more like her dad was in the Air Force and the, and she she had a way more I guess like vanilla upgrade bringing than i did like sure. and and she always says like i didn't i didn't really like know about any of that stuff like i like i listened to to things growing up and it it just didn't it just like went over my head like you were saying like i don't think i would have ever been told but mine were like do you know that the that in this acdc lyric he's talking about the devil and how you and i'm like <laughs> I, it just sounds cool i just like it just makes me feel cool like i don't uh-huh. that's all that i really get out of it is i just it feels good to listen to. I don't know, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's like a, it's like an energy. Yeah, and I think that that's exactly. like the interesting thing that I, you know, always try to talk when I'm having conversations with musicians on here. You mm-hmm. know, it's always like, you know, sure. I think like what you're talking about in your music is important, but that that energy and just like this, like there's a reason why like sometimes you can listen to music in a foreign language and you still love it just as much as anything else because it's like it's about that energy and connecting through like the the language of music and not necessarily the language of the words right and i think that especially when you're a kid that's like what you're connecting with you don't understand the nuance of everything you like cartoons because they're bright and colorful and fun and like you know characters laugh so you laugh and music if it's like loud and big and energetic and like it makes your you know your little <laughs> your little self do a little kid dance it's all goofy that's yeah. still how i dance uh, <laughs> you know then of course that's it right i well i think i think i connect a lot with music uh especially like when designing like i, I got to like i um someone asked me there i i did another podcast with very local pittsburgh and they asked me uh like what's one thing i have to have like during the de- designing and music would be number one. Cause it's like, like you said, it's like, um, the, uh, the emotion it puts you into, you know, like I, I, I feel like I'm a very emotional design designer. You could say like, like I try to, I try to empathize with the client so that I can really like feel. And I think, I think that's like, you know, like you're saying the connection to music, like I like to feel those feelings and that's like, that's mainly what it is. It's like a feeling, you know, like, like, um, like I love Wes Anderson films because they have like a, they have a real feeling to it. You know what I mean? It just is like, it's like this happy, sad, nostalgic, campy. I don't, you know, it's kind of, it's almost like hard to place, but it's definitely like a feeling you felt, yeah, you know? I think the thing about Wes Anderson movies is it's like, it's life. And mm-hmm. I think some people kind of, like to watch cinema to escape reality yeah and i feel like there's no real like escapism in many wes anderson movies it's just like it's like an amplification of reality right because right. it's very hyper stylized yeah and, like, exactly the world would not be like this like you know like the royal tenenbaums would never exist in real life and right the life of, there's no steve zisu would not exist as much as i wish yeah it would yeah. happen but they could but just like a very more muted version of right them. Yeah, it's definitely it's like uh it's that um like I I'm I'm definitely like with with me and my wife like I'm definitely more of like the more positive like optimistic and she is is like a nice balance to that but what I love about it and like the Wes Anderson kind of feel is like you said it's real life like like real life is happy and also very sad yeah. like and and 
I don't think things feel real when they're when they're unbalanced like that. Like like Radiohead music, for example. Like it's it's uh it feels it feels like real emotions because it's like some things feel really optimistic and upbeat, and then other stuff is just like that bummer feeling that everyone also experiences. Like everyone ha- everyone experiences both of that. If you shut one off, it's not. I don't know. You're just not, you're not in reality anymore. If you're, if you're shutting one of those emotions down. So, so yeah, I don't know what I was saying about (laughs) that. Just emotions and feelings and it's good. It's good to feel it all, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that, you know, and then just kind of tying this background, I think like, you know, in terms of like kids and, interesting minds i mean like in a way i think there's like your your curiosity never stops Mm -hmm. but you can really like pull the plug on curiosity on someone at a very early age right and it's like what good is that doing anybody right um you know so luckily i was in a position where like i was just kind of left to my own devices yeah unless you know my my poser mom didn't want to get me a skid rose <laughs> yeah. because you know, her friend thought it would, you know, ruin me. Yeah. I remember, I remember convincing my mom, uh, to let me get the limp biscuit CD because it was at Walmart. <laughs> Hell and it yeah. Was, and it was, uh, the clean. I was version, like, yeah, yeah, I was like, mom, it's, they took all the swear words out. I, it's, it's fine. I can listen to it. And <laughs> it was like so much lamer. Like, I don't want to hear the edited version. I want to hear Fred Durst say, what he feels you know yeah that censorship is so silly to me totally because like you you know what word is being implied right or if like it's a photo like you know there's a nipple under that square exactly like who are we kidding here it's well it's it's real life you know what i mean yeah and it's it's like i you know i get like why some people would want to to censor those things but for me like when when cardi b releases the most ridiculous song she wants to i love it because it's like she's she's expressing the freedom that we we luckily have here yeah like we can do that like yeah she's the, she like she's she's an example of guess what guys like we can have fun you can have fun and you can be free to do stuff like, yeah that kind of stuff has to happen or or you know or we're gonna feel like we're living in quaker village again for sure for sure i feel like there there's like people that like over analyze things like you know a cardi b song right it's like you're missing the point yeah this isn't high art this isn't meant to be some sort of a like serious statement about you know womanhood but it is actually a serious statement in terms of like oh we have gotten progressively this far that we can do this and we can have fun and we could just be ourselves and just yeah it's 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 very animated it's very silly it's 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 a hyper exaggeration of real life you yeah. know what i mean nobody needs an actual bucket and mop right for cardi b okay <laughs> yeah. it's an yeah. exaggeration it's right. a joke it's comedy exactly and like the same is like those are the same the same fucking people that don't get that will be like oh you can't joke about anything anymore why Dude, is everybody so serious it's so terrible it's yeah it's like <laughs> you yeah you it's like uh, comedy's I'm, dead yeah because i can't watch joe rogan i know yeah <laughs> go fuck yourself <laughs> dude like it's fine yeah it's like well it's it's keeping those conversations alive like like it's 
it's way more dangerous for everyone to just stop talking about something and as it as as if it doesn't exist when it's like we clearly know these things are around so just let people talk like it embrace it and just feel it feel it out you know what I mean? it's a lot easier easier to be like ah la 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 i don't want to hear i don't want to hear any bad words or bad things i just want to live in my happy bubble that i've created but like you again it's not that's not real yeah like, you gotta uh, if you don't like it fine but like you, you can just go live your own I, like, life i remember being very very young and like asking a family member like who decided what swear words were swear words like why are these words bad mm-hmm. and like i understand it's like kind of a social thing right like you know like but it's just a word right and yeah. like, I mean, I I have a potty mouth, so maybe like I'm trying to, I've been spending the past 30 years of my life trying to analyze why I feel the need to say, you know, piss and shit and all the time. Right. But like, what, like, why are those words bad? Because it goes back to like our thing with like a word that's made up and I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, those made up words, like whatever I said, like gripple or yeah, gripple, that gripple. Was, yeah. yeah, that was one. Uh, <laughs> it's like, what, why? are these words bad? And he's like, well, doesn't it just feel wrong when you say it? Because yeah, because everybody told, told me yeah. that it's supposed to be wrong, but what is really wrong about this word? Right. When did it like, when did it cross the threshold yeah. for someone to be like, Hey, what was that word you said? I don't think I like it. Anymore. Yeah, and like, why, is, why is it weird to see a naked person? Like, why is it like, Oh, here's a picture of my naked baby, but like a naked lady. I mean, I get, these are two different things, right? but like, but it's all social. Yeah. It's such a, yeah, it's well, it's I think it I think when you like I think when you when you cut something off like that totally, it's gonna you can't expect it just to disappear. Like it's gonna it's gonna it amplifies the curiosity. Yeah, and that energy is gonna come out in a much weirder way, I think. So I think just like people being able to see those things and just work through it and just be told like like with my daughter, like, you know, she obviously she like she sees something and giggles about it or whatever, like, you know, like a butt on a cartoon or whatever. It's like, it's just a, it's just a body. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's just what human bodies look like. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't need to be a weird thing. I think, I think people make it weird instead of just, that's why it seems like Europe has a much more chill vibe about all of that, where it's just like they have the nude beaches and, and I don't know, people just seem more like, loose and naked over there for whatever reason and and it's not like it's it doesn't seem like it's making them worse you know no i don't think they're operating at a lower level than anywhere anywhere else it's just kind of like but you know it's funny if the world or if america wasn't as tied up i guess in some ways as it is and so like overly sensitive about things right we probably wouldn't get a cardi b Exactly. Yeah, that's probably true. It probably, yeah, we probably would probably get getting something totally different. Yeah, but, but I, yeah, it's like the restraints probably cause those creative people to do the things that they do. You know, normally. Yeah, normally, isn't it? Uh, somebody said recently on here that like they 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 view creativity as like a like a series of always like trying to solve problems and mm-hmm. like you know like what is something that I can't do and how can I do it and like, right. you know there's like some conversation happened with cardi b yeah where it's like what how far have things been pushed 
And yeah, what can see. I do yeah. that to push this in the furthest way possible, mm-hmm. but still be like, you know, daytime TV friendly Cardi B. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's fun. It, it's like it goes. <laughs> it's like, I guess it just goes back to the like the freedom we have here and how cool it is to be able to do whatever we want to do. And I guess you do need that like that ultra safe side to be able to be as creative and crazy as you want. Absolutely. So it all balances itself out. You know? Yes. Like what you like. Absolutely. <laughs> so before we wrap up our conversation here, yeah. is there anything that you would like to share with the internet or with people, aliens, humans, Man. dogs, cats? Um, you know, I think that I think like empathy is the key to all things. Um, if you can, if you can, if you can really feel what someone else or anything else is feeling, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's a better way to be because, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's good to, it's good to hear what other people have to say and good to feel what other people have to feel. And it, it, it gives you, it gives you perspective. It gives you more than the perspective that you have. It opens it up a little more and you can, I don't know. There's, there's so many good things that come from that. So I would say empathy is the key, you know? I agree. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, with all of that being said, I'm going to do my outro and then we're going to wrap this son of a bitch up. Cool. All right. Sounds good. Cool. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for being here. One more time. Paul Haggerty. Oh, thank hey. You. Oh, yeah. Hey. That's anytime. It. You're gone. Hey. I'll be back again. <laughs> and, uh, ah, let me fix this microphone. It's like a face you. I'll be back again in a couple days with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat 2020. Woo, woo. Thanks for listening. And we're done. That is a podcast. Sweet.